When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Pardon the interruption, but I'm Mike Wilbon. Tony, in a big breakthrough, scientists created electricity out of humid air. Tony Kornheiser, wow. Levitard's body heat could fuel the entire planet. How great would that be? Will it be second to Washington, D.C.? They could just come and sit outside your house in greater Washington, greater DMV. They got all yeah, the humidity right in the world right there. Don't you think Levitard is so happy? He's got a hockey team in the finals. He's got a basketball no. team in the finals. He's not he's going so to either happy. of the. He's not going to either series. He's not going to post. He should declare Miami. He'll be a prime one twelve zone. I'll find Welcome you there. Welcome to PTI, boys and girls. In today's episode, Jeff Van Gundy has ideas. The SEC contemplates an extra conference game, and Brian Windhorst joins us for five good minutes. But we begin today with a comment by Denver coach Mike Malone about Denver's upcoming NBA final series with Miami. And Malone said, quote, for those who are thinking this is going to be an easy series, I don't even know what to say to you people. This is going to be the biggest challenge of our lives. This is the NBA finals. It's going to be the hardest thing we've ever done, unquote. Wilbon, do you agree with Malone that the Heat pose the biggest challenge the Nuggets have faced? Yes, 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 yes. I mean, Minnesota has some physically talented players, Anthony Edwards, but they're not smart enough by a million miles to challenge Denver. And the Suns and Lakers put together teams that were reconstructed after the break, and they weren't ready for that. I mean, the Lakers had 20-some games to get it together. They got a lot better, but they weren't ready for that, not for Denver. Denver's been together for, for, for you, know, you know, a while now, Tony at least his primary people, and the Suns had Kevin Durant for like 10 or 12 games where the playoffs, they weren't ready. And so now they get Miami, a team that's got the nucleus of its players has been together since going to the finals in the bubble three years ago. Right. Yes, Miami might right. be less talented according to all the talent evaluators, but the Heat have a real team and a real coach and a real structure. And I'll say it one more time and roll my eyes, a real culture. So that's what they got, and Michael Malone knows that. Yes, he's on the money right. I, yeah, I agree with you on all of those points. I believe that who Miami has faced in the playoffs has been harder than who Denver has faced yeah. in the playoffs. And the fact that yeah. they've beaten Milwaukee and Boston, you cannot sell them short. Even though, and you may agree with me on this, I think you have to make Denver the favorite. I think Denver's yeah. the favorite because in the regular season – they won 53 games, and Miami won 44. In the playoffs, they're 12-3. and three. They've won six in a row. And unlike Boston, they've won all their games at home. And Miami is 12-6. and six. But you're crazy to discount Miami. I mean, I, I'm sort of wondering what you think Michael Malone is going to say. Like he's going to say, so I'm sitting on my couch, and I watch Miami beat Milwaukee, and I watch Miami beat Boston, and I say, this is great for us. We're going to crush Miami. He's not going to say that. What he's saying no. is also accurate. Denver has never won the NBA Finals. They've never been to the NBA Finals. 
I believe Eric Spolster is now going to his sixth final in Miami. And Jimmy Butler, this team, is on its second. So even though I make Denver the favorite, Mike, yeah. I don't think you can rule out Miami at all. I don't. No, Tony, I, I completely agree with you. And Michael Malone and the Nuggets have made work us against the world. Us, we, this little place, okay, big Denver, this little place is against the world that doesn't believe in us out here in the mountain time zone. No one is picking us. Yeah, well, everybody's picking them. But Michael Malone well, yeah. knows how to sell his team. There's no disconnect with him and his team like there was in Boston. There's none between Michael Malone and the Nuggets. The pitch clock has shortened baseball games. So how could the NBA shorten its games? The Athletic Ask ESPN analyst Jeff Van Gundy and he suggested eliminating free throws until the last four minutes, Jeff. Before then, if you get fouled while shooting or you get a technical foul, you get the point or points. And he would eliminate halftime or reduce it to five minutes. Tony, would these suggestions make NBA games better, worse, or do they make any sense? Okay, so th there's a couple of qualifiers that we have to talk about. First of all, I, I didn't know that NBA games needed to be speeded up. I didn't know that. I think you're in and out in two and a half hours. Ten minutes. I don't think there's Ten a problem minutes. there. But yeah. here's the thing. I mean, they asked Jeff Gundy about this right. in light yeah. of the baseball chances. He did not get up on a soapbox with a megaphone and start screaming. So let's examine no. what he said. No, they asked I completely Jeff. Yeah. agree with him about halftime. I don't think it has to be any more than five minutes. I don't even think you have to have it. You're paying a coach to go talk to his players and say, this is what we did right, this is what we did wrong, this is what we have to do in the second half. That's two minutes. That's all that has to be. But the foul situation is wild to me, to have no foul shots before the last no. four minutes. Mike, no. I, I believe the foul shot is fundamental to basketball. If you don't have foul shots and you award points, then Shaq would have averaged 50 a game and Wilt would have <laughs> averaged 70 a game. Uh, and and yeah. you like guys like Steph Curry and Mark Price in the old days worth their weight in gold because of Miller. what they do with yeah. the foul line. Yeah, so I, no, I don't, I don't see that. No, no, you can't take away foul shots. You, you just can't. First of all, it provides the drama to the game, and it doesn't just provide it in the last four and a half minutes. What happens early in the game with foul shots dictates often the last yeah. four and a half minutes. And no, you can't have yeah. guys who shoot. 49% from the foul line, Dwight Howard, <laughs> just points. awarded points. No, you can't have that. No. And I don't think the games need uh, to be made quicker. Five to ten minutes, you can shave some off. Get rid of some of the timeouts. So coaches don't need right. that many timeouts, like seven. 100% right. Keep the halftime because Jalen and Greeny and Stephen A. and I, we need time at halftime. And I like to hear Nobody Charles and Shaq and Kenny that. and Ernie. You cut so the timeouts. for more halftime. Yes. You cut the timeouts from seven to two. You call it the Joe Missoula rule because he doesn't use timeouts anyway. <laughs> no, and you save no. 10 to 15 minutes of dead air. It's dead air. You, you know, That's right. The, I agree the with action that. is still the action. I'll agree with right? that. Timeouts, get rid of them. Yeah. The SEC football meetings are ongoing. There is a proposal to go from eight conference games each season to nine. This is accentuated now because of the pending arrival of Oklahoma and Texas, making the SEC a 16-team league. Some coaches oppose it, likely because they want to hold on to easy non-conference games and pad their win total. Wilbon, is it a no-brainer for the SEC to move from eight conference games to nine? It's not a no-brainer, Tony. I mean, I don't think it's uh, something that you have to die on a hill for defending or, you know, attacking or, or, or supporting. I don't, I don't think you have to do that. 
It's one of those things some of us at other conferences have already dealt with, like the Big Ten. Um, so, you know, I, I understand why some people are lined up on each side of this. But, you know, if the SEC wants to schedule another conference opponent, just do that. And, and all of them don't have to play Samford every year, which they do like right. in late October when they just take a break and have sort of a semi-bye week or a second homecoming. So I don't want to see, I don't want to hear about we have to have another conference. Then just schedule it. You can do that. You can make way okay. for that, or you cannot. All right. It is not a no-brainer. I agree with you on that. Let's look at the SEC recently. They've won the last four national championships. They've won six out of the last eight. They've won 13 out of the last 16 national championships. So why should they fool around with their formula? Let's take your conference, the Big Ten, where they do play nine, right? In the Big yes. Ten, they've won one national championship in the last 16 years. Ohio State in, let me get it, 2014. 13, so you don't have to like do that, this. Yeah. No, I mean, it's great to do. I understand why they want to do it. And, and you can keep three rivalry games, and then you just flip-flop your remaining conference games half this year and half the next year. Nobody really wants to see Georgia play the Citadel or Alabama play Middle Tennessee State. But if I'm a coach, Mike, I'm afraid of this. Because yeah. if we play one more conference game and I lose it, maybe I lose my job. And if I play a directional I school, I win my job. I can, I can see right? coaches. I can see coaches wanting to stay away from it. It's not like the SEC doesn't have enough tests and enough stress right. in their lives. That's I understand right. why coaches would say no, but coaches aren't the only ones to get to decide that. No. If you're running the SEC, you go to your partner in broadcasting, ESPN, right. and you say, I'll give you another game if you give me another billion yeah, dollars. Get Let's take a break. off the schedule. Coming up, why did Bob Myers leave Golden State, and where does that leave the Warriors? We're going to ask Brian Windhorst. We're also going to ask him what the Celtics' plans are for Jalen Brown. You know, honestly, if I'm the SEC, I go, why would I change now? I'm killing it. Why yeah. do you want me to change? Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two. Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. PTI fans, listen up. Have you heard you can listen to episodes of this very show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership? That's right. All your favorite PTI episodes can be heard on Amazon Music ad-free. But that's not all. You can listen to other top podcasts like The Low Post and First Take ad-free as well. They also have your favorite shows like The Daily, Part of My Take, and Up First, all without ads. You know what this means. 
uninterrupted listening, so no more cliffhangers. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts, so we know they definitely have something for you. And it's already included in your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app for free or go to Amazon.com slash PTI. That's Amazon.com slash PTI to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. The NBA Finals start tomorrow, but we've got a lot of off-the-court headlines to discuss with our great friend Brian Windhorst back home at last. Brian, let's start with this. Warriors GM Bob Myers says he did not resign over money. So why is he walking, and where does this leave the nucleus of those great championship teams? Yeah, Tony, so they got four guys who are basically at the near the end of their contracts here. One was Bob Myers. He was up. Draymond Green can opt out of his contract next month. Steve Kerr has one year, I believe, left on his deal. Clay Thompson has one year left on his deal. All four of them are part of the Warriors championship heart and soul. If you're going to continue this dynasty into the future, you kind of need all four. And we have the first guy up, and he doesn't stay. And so, to me, it makes you wonder what's going to happen going forward. Now, from what I understand, Joe Lacob the owner, made him a very substantial offer, that you are correct, it wasn't about money. Bob Myers is only 48 years old. And I know that the last 11 years have probably felt like 20 to him because of the stress that happens around competing for championships and the in and out of Kevin Durant and everything like that. But it's an indication that he knows that as rocky and as churning and as successful as they've been, the short-term future is going to be very, very hard. They are facing, if they re-sign Draymond Green, they are facing a $500 million payroll next year when you include luxury taxes. And if it's not 500, it's going to be pretty close. I just don't know if the money's going to keep flowing. I don't know how negotiations will go with Draymond. I don't know how negotiations will go with Klay Thompson, who wants a substantial extension, all things considered. So this is why it's very hard to keep a team together for so long, to have a dynasty. And we are going to see threats to it as we graduate to this new level where everybody wants to get taken care of, maybe more than, than they're the commensurate considering their ages. Oh, can you say Southern California and Mr. Balmer in case he needs somebody? I'm just asking. Let's move across the country and talk about the Celtics and Jalen Brown. Brian, I don't believe the Celtics are going to pay two guys who haven't won yet a total of $600 million, but that's just me. What do you expect? And I know you've been talking to people already. What do you expect the Celtics to do with Jalen Brown? I think they're going to sign him, Michael. So uh, a couple of things. First off, this is very elementary. With where Jalen Brown is, if they don't sign him this summer, you're probably going to have to trade him because I don't think you can let him get to unrestricted free agency. I think you probably lose him. If you want to trade him, you don't. The, the new team cannot give him the Supermax. Those are the rules. And so the new team who's getting him has to face the possibility they could be renting him. And so you're not going to get value. So I think, and by the way, the, the Celtics have already done this arithmetic. I think they're going to give him that money. And I think that Jalen Brown is very likely going to sign it. Now, the one thing I want to point out, they don't have to pay Jalen Brown that money next year. They would pay him the year after next. And Tatum would get it in two years. So they have a two-year window here before it truly gets expensive. And you are right, Michael. It is $120 million a year, basically, on average, you'd be paying those guys. But because they can hedge, 
and see how it goes over the next two years. I don't think it's as onerous as it looks on its face. And I also don't think trading him is a serious option. So while you can have opinions on whether or not he's worth that money, you can have opinions on whether or not they should, they're going to be a great fit together. I can tell you the correct strategy is re-sign Jalen Brown, and that is very likely where the Celtics are going. All right, let's move down I-95 a few miles. Another one of Tony's favorite spots and stops. Philly. The Sixers have hired Nick Nurse. Um, what does that mean for the future of a certain bearded James Harden in Philly, Brian? Because, again, I, I don't see why Nick Nurse would want to go to Philly and inherit James Harden, who guys on that team don't even want to come back next year. So I think there was definitely a, clar a clarity that this was a hire where Joel Embiid's fit with the coach was more important than anything else. And I do think Joel Embiid and Nick Nurse kind of had an alignment on a vision. The Harden thing is a big curveball in the entire NBA offseason. Now, as I'm going to say, we know that Houston is out there. We know that Houston has openly admitted that they are going to spend their $60 million in cap space and they want to chase veterans mm. and they want to win now because they don't control their draft pick. Their draft pick goes away to Oklahoma City and to Brooklyn and things like that. So, actually, not, not Brooklyn. Goes away to Oklahoma City. So, I do think that there is going to be a threat out there. Having said that, I trust Daryl Morey. I know Daryl Morey's always, always got a plan. I know Daryl Morey has an strong, extremely strong relationship with James Harden. And I also know, guys, that this was a, very close to being a team that was in the finals. I know that they lost in Game 7 and played very poorly at the end of Game 6 and let it go in the second half of Game 7. This is very close. And they hired Nick Nurse to get them over. I think they can make a compelling case to James Harden that he should stay. Whether or not they can give him the kind of contract he wants, that's the big question. But I don't think we should make assumptions about where James Harden's going to go, how much he's going to get paid, or his fit with Nick Nurse. I think all options are on the table for all the parties. Uh, we'll get you out of here quickly. you got 10 seconds or less. Which way are you leaning in the finals? Denver or Miami? Well, you got to think that Denver's got the edge, but I'm going to point out that Miami has won the last six game ones that they've played in. Six. Mm. So watch mm. out for the Miami Heat tomorrow night. There we go. Thank you, Brian. Thank you, thank you. See Thanks, you in guys. Denver, Brian. Less than 10 All seconds. Right. He, he was very good on that. Let's take one last break. Still to come, Monty Williams might not be out of work for long. And what's fair to expect out of Phenom Rose Zhang in her pro debut? I'm so not Wilbon, He refuted Jaylen you. Brown he refuted you on Harden. He refuted you on Jalen Brown. Let's see. He refuted I'm just you. saying they're not yeah. keeping him. They, you can pay anybody for one year. I'm saying right. you can't. When, by the time it comes to pay $300 million to those two. Vivid Seats wants to get you to the games you love this spring. Experience every pitch, assist, and game-winning shot live and in person. And the best part? Each transaction is a step toward a free 11th ticket with Vivid Seats rewards. Score unbeatable perks like free tickets, surprise seat upgrades, and annual birthday deals. As the official ticketing partner of ESPN, Vivid Seats is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code PTI. That's code PTI. Visit vividseats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats. Experience it live. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. 
But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Happy time, people. Happy 80th birthday, Joe Namath, the author of the one and only highlight in Jets history. I can still see Namath wagging his index finger after the Jets beat Baltimore 16-7 in Super Bowl III. Namath was an All-American at Alabama under Bear Bryant. He signed with the Jets of the American Football League in 1965 for the then princely sum of $400,000. The deal was done by sports impresario Sonny Werbler, who was convinced Namath would be a giant star. And indeed he was, becoming Broadway Joe. Namath's statistics are not fabulous. More interceptions than touchdowns, completed barely 50% of his passes, but there was no brighter star ever in the NFL and no more important game than the one Namath won in January of 1969. I used to love the way Howard Cosell would say, Joe Willie Namath. I bought white football shoes, white spikes, just to wear them in my park to play, you know, park football, tackle football with no equipment. Joe Namath had that kind of influence. And by the way, he wasn't throwing three-yard swing passes for completions that drive up the percentage. The damn football was thrown down the field then, boys and girls. Go to YouTube. Watch the difference. Happy anniversary, LeBron James. On this day 16 years ago, in his first go-round with Cleveland, LeBron scored his team's final 25 points in a double overtime Game 5 win over Detroit in Detroit in the Eastern Conference Finals. LeBron scored Cleveland's last seven points in the fourth quarter, all nine of their points in the first OT, all nine in the second OT. You don't expect this in a playoff game. This isn't Tuesday night in Orlando. The other Cavs starters was Adrunas Ilgowskis, Larry Hughes, Drew Gooden, Sasha Pavlovich. Competent players, right? LeBron finished with 48 points, scored 29 of his team's last 30. His Cavs team made it to the NBA Finals, where they were swept by San Antonio. And, Tony, he's playing against a superior Pistons team, the nucleus of which had been to and won the NBA Finals. Chauncey and Rip and those guys, I guess Ben Wallace was gone by then. But LeBron, that, that's one of LeBron's two or three greatest games. I know they got swept by the Spurs in the Finals, but to get that team to the Finals, unbelievable that LeBron could do that. Happy trails to the transfer portal for Caleb Love, the former North Carolina star who was regarded as the best basketball player in the transfer portal, yesterday announced his intention to play at Arizona. Earlier, Love had committed to Michigan, but decommitted two weeks ago after an issue related to credits transferring. Love, a 6'4 guard, averaged 16.7 points for the Tar Heels last season, but he only shot 37.8% from the field. Two years ago, Love was instrumental in Carolina's surprising run to the NCAA final by scoring 30 against UCLA in the Sweet 16, 28 against Duke in the Final Four. Well, but nobody transfers out of North Carolina, right? The transfer portal is transforming college sports. Yeah, Tony, is making American basketball worse. Everybody wants to talk about analytics. Nobody's talking about the fact that Europe has the best players in the world right now. Just look at the NBA, huh? And all these kids, as soon as they hit a speed bump, they want to bail. They don't learn how to stay with anything. The transfer portal's a killer. Let's quickly go to the big finish. The Athletic is reporting the Pistons are preparing a big offer for Monty Williams. Does that make sense? 
For the Pistons, it does. I'm not sure whether it makes sense for Monty, who seems to want to take a year off. John Lynch told SiriusXM NFL Radio he's incredibly encouraged by Brock Purdy's throwing session. Your thoughts? Coming out of surgery, it means bye-bye Trey Lance. 16-year-old Padres catching prospect Ethan Salas doubled in his first pro at bat in low single A. Are you impressed? Yes, but he should be going to somebody's prom or learning how to get a driver's license. You know, seriously. Aaron Judge homered again last night. You impressed? Yeah, that's 18. He's on pace for 51. Last one, Rose Zhang makes her pro debut tomorrow. What do you expect from her? Tony may be making the cut. Seven of the top ten players in the world are in the field. And, and winners yeah, of like seven of the eight tournaments this year, making the cut would be a good place to start. We're out of time. We will try to do better the next time. I'm Tony Kornheiser. And I'm Mike Wilbon. Same time tomorrow, knuckleheads. You can get the PTI podcast on the ESPN app or Apple Podcasts. And now, your sports center. Let's make it clear we root for Rose Zhang because she won at Columbia, we the do. U.S. girl. We do.